Hey, kid. Nice ride. Can you race it? <laughs> we'll see about that. Hello, and welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 9, Episode 8, Ford v. Ferrari. I'm your co-host, Denali. I'm your co-host, Ryan. I'm your co-host, Jace, and this movie is The Art of Racing in the Rain Without a Dog. No, don't say it, Jace. Don't you dare say it, okay? You sent us a text. You said you weren't going to say it. I I said my name. I had to bomb the intro some other way. God, do not evoke. I think this is is fine because a discussion topic. Okay. What, What movie do dads like more? Ford v. Ferrari or Racing in the Rain? Um, I'm thinking this movie, dude. Christian yeah. or non-denominational or whatever non-denominational means. <laughs> Christian or Christian Bale? <laughs> Ooh. Yo. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I think dads love Christian Bale, and I think dads are going to love this I shit. I think this are is the most dad core movie we've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Ever in the that, whole that's, podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. 98 episodes or 88 episodes or whatever. And I'm surprised to say this. But I am loving this level of dad core. I think we've hit the meter so hard. I'm completely dad juiced. All right. I want to talk about lawns. I want to talk about how they don't make wheelbarrows the same. I want to talk about how music confuses and scares me nowadays. And I want to watch my favorite show, uh, Hitler's Alien Super Weapons on the History Channel. Oh, that's <laughs> weird. The history. Maybe uh, start with the channel on that. Well, it, <laughs> on it's about his weapons. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Do dads watch Skinamax? <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know if they have the if they're not too tired from I gotta mowing lawns and all that other shit. <laughs> watch this light porno. Um folks, welcome to our show. Uh we're eight episodes in to a surprisingly like not very dad core season so far until this point. Our car season. We've watched eight car movies. We got two more left, and we watched a certain Oscar nominee. I don't think we've had an Oscar nominee yet this season. Have we? How does that work again? Maybe like, in some other category. Not be, not BP. <laughs> who, yeah. who, who puts forward Oscar nominees? The, the rich and Oscar, powerful. Oscar, I think and, this... <laughs> that's that's not guy. like the kids for the kids' Nickelodeon <laughs> choices, is it right? Every man named Oscar who was born after 1948 has, has a, had a role in voting for these I movies. I just don't understand why their statue doesn't look anything like the Wienermobile. <laughs> There's a through line of the Wienermobile, our car podcast, and the Oscars that I'm not able to thread right now. Because we're, we're so out of practice, I feel. Because, um, folks, we've had an interrupted season. We, we, we said this in the beginning of the season. This, this season's going to be interrupted uh, because we had the summer. We've got a bunch of shit going on. Um, but we're hoping to kind of bang the rest of this out and be a little more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but bear with us here. We're going to work out the kinks. Um, and I think the best way for us to work out the kinks um, is to do some exercises, okay? Now, Ford versus Ferrari fans, okay, you signed in. I know, like, maybe your kids showed you how to use the podcast app and you wanted to listen to this fun podcast. Well, you're just gonna... There's no way to fast forward, unfortunately, on this app. Mm -mm. You have to just kind of listen to the whole thing. So you're just gonna have to wait a little while while Mm -hmm. we do these exercises. Um, I can cut this out if if this doesn't work. But maybe we should give it a try and see if we can get back into our old selves. So what is the thing that defines our Good Boys Gone Bland podcasts? Shit takes. Shit takes, Jace, down a front. Excellent. But the other thing that defines our podcast 
is great improv comedy. So what we're going to be doing today is going to be running through some exercises to kind of help us get back in to our our quick, you know, improv wits and and to make great funny jokes on the spot that'll definitely elicit a laugh from our listeners, new and old. Um, Guys, I have been sick for 35 days. <laughs> now, Ryan, this is not the time for complaining. Uh, you're, you're always about me, me, me. Do something for the team for once. Okay, take Today a, was take the a... first day where I was like, okay enough to like exercise and everything. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we're going to normal record time, seven o'clock. It's late for me. I've been, I've been crashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I have enough brain faculty to stick around, hit my beat points on my notes, uh-huh. and then cash in for the night. Listen to me. Listen to me, Ryan. Deep in there, deep in that heart of hearts. There's a little London boy hoping to get out. <laughs> and you need to, he needs, you need to cough the phlegm off him and you need to summon up whatever energy you have. Yeah. And okay, by I God, we're going to get that. through this. That was good. That, that's actually Jace. good. That's yeah. good. That's good, Jace, because I, I did forget about my, uh, and my, now he's my gonna bag of tricks. Back. You fucking did this, Jace. You fucking, he forgot this about it. This kid's Christian was, Bale's cousin for never. all we know. <laughs> We've never gotten to this point where it's been long enough for Ryan to forget about his English character, and you just reminded him. I have three improv generators in front of me. Okay, three. Um, I've got different ones. Okay, we've been using "Can I Get a" a little too long. We're starting mm. to get the same shit over and over. Okay, we've been getting werewolf at a space station. I think like three times now. It's time to mix things up a little bit. All right, I've got I've got the Glasgow fucking improv generator. I've got the dramateacher.com. Like Glasgow, the Scottish city? Yeah, the, the capital Get of improv. Get out of my swamp. Get out of my swamp. My swamp. What's, I'm what's that? from Scotland. Yeah, and they love that. They love what we're doing right now. Um, first scene is going to be Ryan and Jace. Because I'm the coach, and I need to coach you through this, okay? And folks at home, if you've never seen us do improv before, um, I have tons of improv experience, okay? I've taken two one-hour classes on improv and we have done about i don't know 80 or 90 hours of remote improv on this thing now we have mostly deleted do you remember when i visited you and jace at wazoo 10 years uh, ago sophomore year and i was there for like less than 72 hours and Mm -hmm. what you thought would be fun to do on like one of the two nights i was there was take me to a college improv show that you like weren't a part of (laughs) We didn't go. Do we go? Do we, we go went. to Nuthouse? We went to Nuthouse? Yeah. Oh my god, I don't remember. I don't that. I don't know if everybody went. Like Jason's whole crew didn't go like <laughs> from his house, but like Oh, that's amazing. So you so Ryan, you've you've been like ground zero of like where I came up. Like yes. the scene that I'm a part of. I had been to two professional yeah. improv shows before that. Yeah. And then and I, so- I was actually rather happy with how it went because oh. it was pretty good. It was pretty funny. Um, and it, yeah, amateurs can be, amateur improv can be funny. You just have to buy yeah, into it. Yeah, folks at home, re- remember what Ryan said. Uh, we're so below two, amateur, but that's fine. No, we're not, we're not, I'm cutting that out, Ryan. I'm cutting that out. We are professional and we have received money for this podcast. No, we haven't. I'm going to Venmo one of you guys some money and we can say we're professionals. The okay. IRS would yeah, come after funds. us so hard. <laughs> Jace does. We owe, we owe collectively owe Jace like $600. Oh, fuck. I'm never paying you. You nah. have to fry it for my fucking hands. You do audio editing. You don't owe me anything. I'm going to give you an inna, a witha, and a while-a for this scene. Mm. All right? In a 
virtual reality gaming center with a merry-go-round while a neighborhood cleanup occurs. I can I did repeat one of this those. if needed. I did one of those not too long ago. It's um, how my sickness happened. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay, so okay, I, game, I do want to. Jace is already should, on the merry-go-round. Should I started. leave the setting to improv because I'm confused? It started. It started. Hey, do you like my avatar? <laughs> Please. Hello. Yeah. Oh, uh, we don't have these over the pond. Sorry, can you say that again? I didn't. I didn't catch that. We don't have these over the pond. Oh wow! I get it. I totally understand what you mean now. <laughs> I'm muting both of you, so just give me a thumbs up when the scene's over. <laughs> I don't understand Boy. how we could do all three of those things. I don't I don't remember what I was talking about. Okay, all right. I'm gonna end the scene. I'm gonna end the scene. That's okay. That was the first okay, scene. That was pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna coach you guys. All right. Okay, okay no wait. problem. We're so working wait, out the kinks. Okay. VR. In a VR yes. gaming center. In a you're on a merry-go-round. Merry uh-huh. And this event happens. While we're doing a neighborhood cleanup? Or a neighborhood cleanup happens maybe while you're on the merry-go-round. That's all, we had, that get, that's all we had to get to, Ryan. Maybe. Are we outside? Get there. It's virtual it's reality. <laughs> I brought up. I brought up my character. Yes. I was pretending to ride a merry-go-round. Yes. We just needed to get to the cleanup. Okay. <laughs> Jace A plus. Ryan, keep trying. All right. It's okay. It's okay. Keep first trying, Ryan. First scene back. I'm gonna make you guys do another one though. Okay. Hey, you're not giving us a... I, I like when there's a keyword. Like, how are you yeah. going to... Okay, fine. fine. Yeah. I'll give you a yeah. keyword. Is, is, is there something to work need, towards? We need a bailout. Okay, okay. I'll give you a bailout. Because I would have said word. it immediately. When, right, when you, you guys... did the baby voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you guys a safe word. made me forget all about my character. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, here, 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 we, here we go. Okay. In a shoe belonging to a giant. Oh, okay. With a xylophone... While a solar eclipse darkens the sky. Oh, okay. Your word, your safe word, is notebook. You guys can write this down. That's yes. a lot of shit to I'm, memorize. I'm, I, so I saw Jason jotting. I'm going to jot. See, I know people listen to this on their commute. I wonder, like, what is the kind of the dollar amount of damage that we cause to people's mornings, like, with their productivity? Like, listening to this, does it affect their mood and they're not able to, like, work as hard the rest of the day? I just hope this we have is, an effect. This is good because there's not three simultaneous things that are exclusive of each other that we... Uh... They're not exclusive. You could be on a merry-go-round while a cleanup happens. That, How do we see it? How do we I see mean, it? Maybe the neighborhood, you know, had a fair... And there was a merry-go-round that was left over, and we decided to use it. Jason, get another A+. Plus. Oh, Brian. Sometimes I, I you know, weird things box. happen. Uh, okay. Start the scene when you feel comfortable. Hello, governor. Ma! <laughs> not, not quite a lively shoe we're having. Ma! Oh, are you one of them Welsh folk? Ma! All right. Well, uh... Oh, what's what's that you got there? Whoa! Oh, what? That that's a you you opened an entire bag of takis. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> You're not really yes handing this me. Is such a dick. <laughs> not yes handing me. <laughs> making Ryan act against a goat. <laughs> oh, well, Ryan. Oh, hey, hey, well, hey, hey man. Uh, <laughs> you all uh, right, dude? Sorry. I mean, that, uh, <laughs> uh, 
You all right? I uh, cast a spell and I turn into a goat. <laughs> Radio. Uh, <laughs> my name's uh, my name's James. Oh, uh, I'm Leo TDD BBD. TBD BBD. Yep. Oh, the xylophone maker. Yes. Wow. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. You you knew that? Yeah. My my dad's my dad's from Cornwall. Big into xylophones. Yeah. It's struggling market. Um. But I did use it. I I'm the maker of the xylophones, and I uh, used a spell to turn myself into a goat. Where are we? We are. Um, I think we're in orbit. Technically, cis uh, lunar orbit. Lunar orbit smells like a shoe in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, very, rather astute. And um, this uh, looks like a toenail. <laughs> oh, that. Um, yeah, sorry. The the former inhabitant. He was a little superstitious. I could turn this giant's toenail into a xylophone. Hmm. <laughs> Let me draw the schematics in my notebook. <laughs> 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 and scene, so and that was a that was a much better scene, a huge improvement. We had an I, arc, we had characters. I, I I didn't know where to go. We it's had okay. a we, sheep situation, and then I lost my accent. It's okay. That was an improvement, Jace. Um, you get an A plus for the multifaceted character, a character with an arc. He starts as a goat, the lowest point you can possibly go, and he turns into a human who makes xylophones. All right, uh, Ryan. Just keep trying, but I think we're almost there. Now, um, this next scene, I'm gonna work Jace a little more. I'm gonna give Ryan a break. I, he was kind of coughing a little bit off camera. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do just Jace by himself. Uh, just no, it's, it's, it's gonna be me and Jace. <laughs> okay, he's gonna do a one man show. So Jace and I are, are gonna. I'll show you guys how a real coach does this. This is like with the, when the coach plays volleyball. So you guys better fucking watch out for some ricochet here. Uh, we are in a under secret underground bunker with a pirate hook while a camel strolls by, and the word is confession. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's cold in here, man. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Who is that? Is someone else in here? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um. Uh. You can call me the Claw. The claw? The That's claw. a really alarming thing to say. It's pitch black in here. Do you have a real name? Um, yes, but I prefer not to say it. Okay. Well, I'm the Death Exterminator 2000. Uh, pleasure to meet you, the claw. Pleasure to meet feel? you, Death Exterminator 2000. Really, nothing. Okay. Uh, well, let me look for a light here and, uh. I'll, well, I'll reach out to the darkness to find you. Oh, oh my god, I feel a hand. Is that you? Yes. Oh, this is my Where's left hand, other? though. Shake okay. my right hand. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me see if I can. I'm sorry. Is, is this what is this? I'm wearing a, a pirate hook. You say a pirate hook? Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So, so that doesn't make sense with the name either. Um. But that's great. What well, What's with the pirate hook? A pirate hook's kind of like a claw. I didn't want to <laughs> introduce myself as the pirate hook. Anyways, that's that's not important. I'm glad this nice bunker's to meet you. nowhere near the water. I'm not a pirate. Okay. All right. There's all sorts of shit going on in here. All I know is a big flash. And I went down a staircase with a bunch of people, and then I went into this room, and I, and I shut the door, and it's all dark in here, and I, I guess you're in here, too. I remember something like smelling a fart, and then yeah. my hand getting cut off, a pirate okay. hook, and now I'm here. Wait, that happened recently? You're, you're, a hook, you're a hook guy really recently? That didn't happen before? Three days. 
at least. Okay, let's see if we can feel around and find a way out of here. You feel with your one hand. I got two here, so maybe I can do kind of double duty. You've got us. two hands. No, hey, it's it's okay. It's okay. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. No, it's look. It's not that great. It's it'll be okay. Do your you hear that? Cool. Yeah, I do hear that. It sounds like. <laughs> is that what? Surely it's a horse, right? That's the only animal that would make a sound like that. It sounds like some cloven-hooved animal. Okay, let's think of all those animal um horse, zebra, Elk, reindeer. Oh my god, wait, I think I feel it. You can feel it twice I, as good I, as I, think, I can. I think yeah, I can. I can. Is it, it still has... You can, it's still moving. You can still hear, you can still it feel it. It spit on me. Llama? Yeah, I think it's llama. It's got two humps on it. I can, I can feel it with both my hands. No, 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 Here. no. Llamas don't have two humps. I know. I, before I got this hook. Yeah. I <laughs> How'd raised, you lose the... <laughs> well, I used to raise alpacas. Yeah. And llamas, they don't have two lumps. Anyway, I think I feel something. It's it's warm and moist. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> I don't feel it. I, I think it ate my hand. A cloven-hooved animal that eats hands? Satan? <laughs> Look, I, I have a confession to make. Uh-huh. Uh, when we walked in, uh, I, I saw I saw a sign that said hand-eating factory. <laughs> uh, and scene, that was a great extended scene. I'm going to edit these down, for God's sakes. <laughs> you can edit me out of this episode completely if you'd like. I, I feel, Not going to happen. I, I feel like the can I get a leads to at least a more jokey premise than me being like, what in the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, I, like, I, think, I think we're carving an interesting scene. I think mm. we're getting something. It was, it was really funny, unintentionally funny, when Jace said llamas don't have two humps. <laughs> Do they? He meant to say llamas don't have humps. Not two humps. I think he meant, but he was also trying to give you a biological fact about camels. <laughs> Do camels clop? I, I have no clue. <laughs> They're always on sand. Okay. Um, <laughs> camels have hooves. I think they have hooves. I don't, I don't know if they clop. They don't have hooves. Camels don't have hooves. I'm trying to imagine a camel's foot right now. I don't think I can imagine anything. We're going to do one more scene. All right. Ryan and I are going to do a scene. Please <laughs> get me out of this. Okay. Ryan and I are going to do a scene. We are in a grand opera house with a piece of space junk. While a medieval sword fighting workshop takes place. What's the second thing? <laughs> piece of space junk. We are with a sp- piece of space everything, junk. Everything has like five words that you've said. <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit of... <laughs> what was the third thing? Treatise on economic relations in the 17th century are France. Are fucking me? <laughs> <laughs> While a medieval sword fighting workshop takes place. Our safe word is architect... I imagine her safe word is like the ringing phone in the Matrix to get out yes, of the, that's, the area. That's good. That's good. <laughs> okay. What do you think it looks like, John? To me, it looks like a, uh, I don't know, like a hunk of metal. It appears to be charred. I've definitely never seen. Oh, God. Do you mind? Do you guys mind? Yeah. Yeah. Did sorry. You? Okay. You do you guys have to do this right now? All right. This is one of the greatest finds, I think, of the 21st century. 20, okay. Uh, 21st? 22nd, bro. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Remember? I'm a, I'm a uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a 90s I know the kid. time sorry. dilation. Yeah. I know the yeah. time dilation is hard, but like, keep it straight. So that's what okay. your mega watch is for. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep forgetting. Uh, okay, cool. So, oh man. But, but, this but is so... what, 
But what, speaking of centuries, what century is this from? Let's think of when there was space, all right? Uh, ancient France. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Here, buddy. Here, yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah, don't drop that. Okay. Actually, that's um, that a good little parlay. Ancient France. Where are we? <clears throat> did you hit your head again? I, I think I did. Damn. I think this landed on me earlier. I'm a little disoriented. Oh, it's beautiful that makes in sense. here. <laughs> that that would explain why it's currently pinning my legs to the floor. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Wait. Do you think? Why won't these guys help us? Who? Guys? I don't know. Short one. I don't like. I don't like the looks of that short one. No, swing downwards on the shield, and that'll help kind of break the guard. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Do you guys think you can? No, he's just busy. He's busy. Okay. Do you, what do you think this is? This uh, it looks like a. It feels like a liquid pouch. Oh, it looks that's like not. It yeah. looks like there's actually like some sort of like food. Yeah, keep food pulling storage I'll, here. Yeah, keep pulling. I'll uh, I'll just kind of hold what you got I here. I can only reach. I can only reach so far. But this yeah. says cap capri capri son. Cool. Yeah. No. Um, seems to we be should... some sort of like rudimentary sucking mechanism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, RSMs. Well, maybe, yeah, of course, RSM. RSMs. Well, let me let me see what else is in here. I see a a micro Debbie or a little little Debbie micro in here Debbie. as well. Wow. I think it's some kind of inflatable sponge. Still perfectly um, preserved. This is this is great. I can't wait to bring this back, uh, fellas. Fellas, okay, okay. Listen, we're from the future, and we're trying to examine this. We're, Ryan, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to laser all we're of these from the people future? later. Look, as the architect of this entire mission, I have all the details here. I forgot to put in jokes. I was just um, trying to stay in character. I did everything I could. That was great, to, Ryan. To stay in character. We were like what? two j- jazz musicians, kind yeah, of playing, playing each other. You dissonant why? tones, you know. Okay. Why does improv have to be funny? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Has there been? Has, is that a genre that hasn't been cracked yet? Improv, improv drama. I mean, improv theater is a is a thing. Really? Yeah, like where people just improvise like the scenes dramatically. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, I mean, is we can, but we do? can do we can do comedy improv that's not funny. I think that's that could be a good. That seems to be our niche thing to to break into. Um, but great, folks. I'm also I, I realizing think... that the space work we were doing uh, wouldn't wouldn't come through on audio. It was hard. I was trying to paint a picture. There's going to be a lot of blank <laughs> air as I look around the room at the I'll, people fighting. I will edit this into something that is a laugh riot, guaranteed folks at home. Uh, so don't you worry. And, uh, you know, what you just heard was the better version of what actually happened in front of us. <laughs> Keep that in mind. All right. You're so, welcome. Dad's at home. Thank you for bearing with us. Uh, I'm dad's so sorry. That shit up. They love dads love theater and they love improv theater especially, um, and uh, we'll 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 contact Tim Cook about maybe getting a fast forward button eventually. But folks, we did watch a movie this week. All right, we're gonna talk about the movie now. All right, we're gonna talk about Ford versus Ferrari, our eighth foray into the garage. Our our most recent movie, 2019. Um, I guess this was this was my pick this week. I'll give you. A little synopsis. This is uh, much like Speed Racer based on a true story. This is between two companies in the title trying to compete to uh, to win the 1966 24 Hours of Le Mans, it's, which is a race that's 24 hours long. I did not hear about this race before seeing this movie. But it is a, is it a sweet-ass race? Ford wants to create a super cool car that's going to beat Ferrari because everyone thinks Ford is for dorks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they hire Mr. Carroll Shelby played by Matt Damon, 
to design a sweet-ass car. And they end up making the uh, Shelby Mustang GT40, uh, the uh, proud car of all douchebags in America. And uh, they also employ uh, Christian Bale, who uh, plays Ken Miles, a uh, famed race car driver, to kind of help them win the 24 hours of Le Mans. And uh, the, the, the movie just kind of progresses from there. It's one of your run-of-the-mill kind of biopic uh, based on a true story films, they're kind of just building towards the conception of this car uh, and the uh, race to the finish by Team Ford um, against Ferrari, I guess. Yeah, that's the movie. I mean, I, I don't think it's, it's too complicated. Is this your guys' first watch of this movie? Have you guys heard of it, seen it? First watch. Watch number two. Oh, oh really? So Jace has seen it. You've seen this one. I did not know that, Jace. Came out? Yeah. Would not have expected that. Now, Jace, did you watch it when it came out? Ooh, because my question is, wh- how the hell did this come out in 2019? I if thought this came out me, last year. I, I yeah. thought it would, yeah, 2021 fall maybe. <laughs> that might be like a pandemic time crunch thing that's, yeah. that, that's happening. But I swear this was rather recent. 2019. I think hmm. the pandemic happening right after this movie came out, like I could not give a rat fuck about Ford versus Ferrari when mm-hmm. all that other shit was happening. And I think it just erased it from my mind totally. But yeah, that's that's interesting to hear, Jace. I mean, because this is also just right before we started the podcast. Um, so it's a very recent movie in that respect. But this came out November 15th, 2019. It was a box office success, all right? This sucker made like $200 million um, off a budget of like 90 mil or some shit. Pretty good return here. It opened number one in the box office this week, all right? Now we're, we're getting into recent box office shit. Let's see how good your guys' memory is of right before the pandemic. Yeah, I, well, telling telling you right before that yeah. that I didn't know when it came out is not going to help me because every <laughs> movie I suggest is not going to be uh, accurate. There is another movie that debuted with this thing and it opened number two. This is a reboot of a popular franchise that was a reboot of a popular TV show. And I'll tell you this, I did not remember this coming out at all. Reboot <sighs> of a franchise that was yes. a reboot of a TV show. Is it a superhero yes. movie? Uh, it is not. Is, uh, is this a is it an Scooby-Doo? It is an action movie. Just Scooby. Or just Scoops. the Scrappy or whatever. Scooby-Doo, just Scoob. Scooby. <laughs> that it's didn't called, come out. It's called yet. Scoob. It wasn't Scoob. It's not well, you're, you're, Sonic the Hedgehog. It's not Sonic the Hedgehog. I'll give you a hint, and this may be too much of a hint. It stars Kristen Stewart, and it's about spies. I spy. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know. When I saw the cover, I was like, oh, yeah. Kristen Stewart. Um, about spies? When has she been in the spy movie? A reboot. It's a reboot of a, of a very show. popular franchise. Yeah. So we've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Banks directed and stars in this. Have, you think I've seen the original? I think you've seen something of this series, is at it, least a do you, clip. Do you think it's a, is it like a female version of a, a movie that it's was like not, originally had it's, male it's, cast? It's not like, yeah. Okay, it's a team of spies. Ocean's 13. <gasps> less people, way less people. A team, a team of spies. Of spies. The, yes. Team America, uh, the A team, the A, uh, yeah. I don't remember Team America name. World Police. <laughs> Um, it's born ultimatum. You guys really don't know this. Okay. The original movies came out in the 2000s. Or like the, 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 the big, you're in a closer realm. Uh, Lucy Liu was Charlie's in, Angels. It's Charlie's Angels. Oh my God. God damn. Fucking spoon feeding over here. Uh, yeah, that's, that's with, about. Um, <laughs> yeah. You ever seen Charlie's Angels, Chase? No. No, it's, it's fun. It's a fun movie. I mean, I, I've heard of it, but I haven't, yeah, yeah, haven't seen it. Well, uh, they did a reboot in 2019. It didn't do so well. Uh, 
Yeah, because we didn't hear about it. Uh, okay, number three in the box office. Let's see if we can recover. This is another dad core movie up in King here, Arthur. Right? It's not King Arthur. This would be in a season we would never do. Historical action movie made by Lionsgate. Uh, 1917. It's not, but you're close. You're closing in on it. Um, is it is that it one over? with the boats? Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Dunkirk? Uh, no, yeah. it's not Dunkirk. Oh. So is it, uh, is it a World War One or World War Two movie? It is a World War Two movie. I remember uh, seeing tons of trailers for this. God, and I... it looked bad. Ah, uh, man, oh, you bad. just like like I'm not if I if I didn't see it yeah, in the last four okay. years, I wasn't interested in it. And you know, <laughs> being quizzed on it is even worse. Lit, okay, um, yeah. All right, actor. I will I will uh, try to find one actor you recognize. Well, then how then how would I know what one the movie actor is? we recognize? Ed Screen is the <laughs> what plays the main character of Dick Normandy. Best. It's not Normandy. <laughs> Patrick Wilson and Woody Harrelson. Oh, Patrick Wilson. I know this fucking guy. Dennis Quaid, Aaron Eckhart. It's all the weird chins in one movie. Oh wow. There's no way. There's no way the, the, this cast of B-listers. I, I'm no. I don't. I have no clue. What is uh, it? Nick Jonas. All right. When what? something is. Oh, Nick Jonas. Oh, oh shit. Oh. Hold uh. on. Wait. Uh. It is a certain battle that happened in World War II that's like kind of famous. There's a lot of D-Day. planes. There's a lot of boats. It's on islands. J- Japan. Oh. It's like halfway between two points. Midway. You might say. It's midway. What? It's midway. midway. Battle like a, of Midway. It's, like a, it's a Navy. I don't fuck with World War II <laughs> movies. <laughs> I know. Jesus. I would quit if, if I the knew. wheel landed on that for a season. <laughs> I would quit. I, I wouldn't we'd, be, we'd, get, we'd get in and we would be doing fine. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> I feel like Ian would not agree to this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Jace. I knew you would. You had no chance of getting that third one. Also, could Ian possibly replace me as well? You guys are locked in. You guys signed a contract. Ford versus Ferrari came out in that really rich time in movies. Uh, November, you said November 5th? Kind of like, I guess, 15th. Thanksgiving crowd's going to hit this yeah. a little bit. Oh, Thanksgiving is a big movie day. But yeah, like, honestly, going into this movie, I wasn't that excited. Again, these like historical biopics talking about cars. And I was I was like, how are they going to frame the Ford Motor Company as like this lovable underdog against yeah. this kind of cooler? I didn't know it was going to be about Le Mans. I didn't know it was going to be about Le Mans and the GT. I, so I know the story generally of the Ford GT. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite cars, actually. So I know I mean, it was my brother's favorite car growing up. So like I just knew a little bit about it. So like. I knew that they had went to Le Mans and won with it, and they designed it essentially to do that. Mm. I did not know that this movie was going to be that story. I thought this was going to be one guy played Ford and one guy played Ferrari, and they were in the race. Don't get out. (laughs) One of them was going to have a terrible Italian accent. So I thought it was going to be about like, like manufacturing cars and trying to be cool executives. I didn't know it was a racing movie. I was pleasantly surprised when I heard about this movie coming out because I thought the same thing, right? When I saw Christian Bale and Matt Damon, I was like, who's going to do the Italian accent in this? <laughs> what, how bad is it going to be? I think, the, um, the, I think the name is terrible. I think a terrible title. They should yeah, have retitled you, it. It's absolutely terrible. Did you see the original name for this this movie? That it was released in, in European markets. It was called 66 Le Mans, which I think sounds a little better. Um, but we're, this is the only country where it says it was Ford versus Ferrari because they thought U.S. market would not know what the 24 hours of yeah. Le Mans, which is fair. I didn't either. This was directed by James Mangold, who made a lot of good dad core movies. You got 310 to Yuma. You got Logan. 
fucking the Wolverine, which I don't think is dead. It's a sweet ass movie though. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, check out the the cinematographer has a pretty. I mean, we can talk. Well, you I'm mean talk fight about on Piper Mihail? Yeah, something like that. I'm gonna <laughs> talk good. about him probably for a so while. Good. But like, uh, yeah, he's got a. I think what's interesting is the director. I, I don't know how much you need to direct Christian and Matt. If it's like, I think it's more of like having creative control over the yeah. uh over the project rather than just like actually getting performances out of your actors the the most impactful person i thought on this movie apart from the actors was the cinematographer because it was like what they did but i had to look up halfway through the movie what they were shooting it on because i couldn't pin it down it should look it looked good it this movie looks good i think an uh, ari alexa good. lf camera with a custom <laughs> lens jace got that id just by looking at the movie <laughs> So uh, yeah, that's well. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna oh, yeah. go into spiel about that later. Oh yeah, I, I was just gonna say the, the sound, the look of this movie. I think just technically, you can just feel it. This is a movie that's really well crafted. I think as soon as you go in, I mean, we're coming off of a string of like kind of either a low budget or kind of like weirdo movies. Even coming off of Speed Racer into this movie is kind of like a, a bit of like a whiplash moment. Um, something that's like hyper real, but also just feels really dynamic in a different way. You got kind of a lot of wa- waxing poetic about cars right off the bat. You see Matt Damon kind of t- running on the speedway. Like I think there's a lot of parallels um, to movies that we've seen already, but I think it's kind of more grounded. It kind of works better here for me. It's because it's based on a book, which was based maybe on history what, or something. Yeah, yeah, it's maybe because it's more real. <laughs> what was your guys' kind of first reaction to the movie, I guess, when you're watching my, it? So my first reaction, because the opening scene is a flashback, sort of. It's not really a flashback, yeah. but it's kind of like, like a prologue. I like Speed with, Racer. I don't know. Yeah, with Matt Damon racing in a previous, I think, 54 Le Mans as he's carol shelby and he wins i guess and um that he like catches on fire and his pit crew is standing there and they're like oh you're done with the race right and he's like am i on fire and so they continue the race even though he caught on fire and all that kind of stuff i did not like that scene for the acting first off i didn't expect matt damon to come out with a texas accent (laughs) so i was like matt he tried all he's right. really phoning it in on this. I was like, oh, he's normally, bu- oh, that's like, that's an acting thing. Um, yeah. And I didn't think that pit crew, I didn't, I didn't like that scene, the, the how it was written. Um, mm. So I was like, oh no, this is going to be a slog. Because when you, when you pop the sucker on, you see the little bar at the bottom and it says like yeah. two hours and 30 something minutes. Buckle up. Yeah, right. 24 hours of this movie. That was another thing going in here. I was just like, holy shit, how many movies this season have been like pushing two hours? <laughs> like, you really don't need to do that. My, um, I think I've been, my, my, the well of my mind has been poisoned and I couldn't remember. I've seen this before, but I couldn't remember what the ending was. And I was like, does he end up in Italy with his son driving for the Italian oh, team God. at the end? <laughs> and I'm like, no wait that's the heart of racing <laughs> that's so funny we, we watched like so multiple stupid. movies where i'm like if i see how does this end does he end up racing yeah. for ferrari in italy at the end? <laughs> dude this movie like parallels so many movies we've seen too. i know like, they all they're all like i think christine's the only one that does it 
like fit into everything else but yeah i mean i i, I agree matt damon's uh, voice was kind of silly in this movie i think this is the first time of seeing him trying to not play matt damon directly though i think he was trying to do something else i'll say um but christian bale i think fucking killed it this movie christian bale outrageously is, good th- th- there's been mm-hmm. a, there's been a well, there's been there's a couple act we've what two Christian Bale movies only because of Reign of Fire. Oh yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, we've, I forgot we've done. Uh, we've done I think at three separate points in this movie, Julie was like, "Christian Bale's so good," <laughs> and it was yeah. like at the same point where I was like thinking it. I was like, "Damn, this dude could fucking act." He just disappears. Yeah. Like he does. Amber didn't recognize him. Ha- half the time you're like, "Oh man, Christian Bale's so good," and then half the time you're like, "Man, Ken Miles is a really compelling person." Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad they found this guy. Yeah. <laughs> the way he plays that character, even in the beginning, where it's just a very wet, he has that brummy accent. It's like he's very insulty and just kind of quips uh, really fast. I think it, it's he's kind of the heart of this movie. Definitely, um, yeah. I think that's what kind of won me over. Because at first I was like, when you got that Ford guy going, like Henry Ford II, going up to all the factory guys and doing that like fucking. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> Where he's like, you guys need to fucking pull it together. And he like, you know, buffs up his suit and this music starts playing. And I'm like, was that supposed to be cool? Is yeah. That, is this I didn't what know whether they is? were like, you should be someone who's tough on your employees. And if they're not, yeah. if they're not making, if they're not doing like exactly what you say, you fire them all. Or if yeah. they were saying like, this guy is bad. So later learning in this, like, as, as it went on, I think those scenes were really not terrific. <laughs> Then they did, I think, the rest of the movie a big disservice. It's, um, yeah, well, that's interesting to me because having him set as the antagonist in a power position that everybody else is kind of at the beck and call of a rich baby, Henry the fourth, Henry Ford the second, um, (laughs) gave a lot of payoff. I actually liked it. But every time he talked, I just like would hear Denali's baby voice like, you guys need to make more cars for me, please. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I agree that like he was a really effective antagonist. Him and and Leo Beebe, like his vice president, like holy shit, like that guy always plays massive fucking dickheads. But I mean, I was worried though, like coming off that scene where I was like, okay, is this going to glorify this dude? Is this guy going to be the hero of the movie? But seeing how Christian Bale and Matt Damon kind of came to the forefront in spite of Ford... I think was kind of what won me over with this mm-hmm. movie. Like Ford is kind of the thing that's holding them back. Like it's not a pro Ford movie. It's not a movie that Ford would be like, yeah, we'll give you tons of money to make this. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that was a question I had. How do you think the licensing and the product placement and everything worked in this movie? Because obviously there was a lot of product placement. Like you could see Coca-Cola labels and Wonder Bread and stuff. But right. like <laughs> I wanted that Coke so bad. It looks so fucking like, good. For Ford and Ferrari... I truly am interested in how the legal process works. Like, could could yeah. you only make this script and, and project with Ford's permission and Ferrari's permission? So I, I think the fact that it's based on history does give it a little bit of, like, you know, leeway to do what they want with those titles. But, like, I wonder if they approached Ford and were like, hey, if you, you want to help us? You want to help yeah. us, uh, you know, fund this? And I wonder if Ford was like, yes, this movie portrays us as the winners. Therefore, we are good. Maybe like... And we're going to piss on your CEO and make him look like a dick. I mean, that's interesting, Ryan. I will say, watching this movie, and I I mentioned that I thought the Mustang Shelby is a car for douchebags, and I do not like that car the way it's I've seen it on the road. Watching this movie, I was like, that car's fucking cool. That car, it whips ass. And when I saw the Ferraris in this movie, I'm like, those cars are cool. 
those are works of art and those are awesome. So I think everyone came out looking like the company wise kind of cool. Like, I don't know. I, I thought that looked awesome. Well, so, I went to Ferrari's website today yeah. and let me <laughs> tell one. you, I kind of felt like a 14 year old playing need for speed again. Like, hell yeah. Like looking through the sections and being like, man, I want to, can I have a supercar? <laughs> Dude, now, yeah. Denali, I do want to. Well, I'm going to be the. I'm going to be the car guy. Okay, be the guy. I, I don't want to car correct you. Okay, please. Car but correct. <laughs> the, the the current Shelby's are not the GT. Okay. Okay. The current Shelby's that you're seeing on the street are mm-hmm. versions of the Mustang. Okay. So, I'm glad you're doing this on air before I get well actually by people after right. the fact. Yeah. So okay. yeah, the the Shelby branded with the Cobra is an enhanced, upgraded version built on the okay. same chassis and platform as the Mustangs nowadays. That's how that's how most people are familiar with the name Shelby related to cars. This movie is about the Ford GT, which Shelby was a, had a hand in making. Obviously, that's the whole plot of this movie. But yeah, the, the namesake car, the Shelby, came out much later. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. Okay. For reference, Eleanor in Gone in 60 Seconds, the main, the MacGuffin car they were chasing the whole movie, that yeah. was a Ford Shelby. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't the GT that was. Yeah. So no, the movie. confusing okay. part yeah. is the Shelby's are called the Ford Shelby GTs. It's really a Mustang. GT is Grand Touring is a, d- n- a name for vehicles that are <laughs> racing. Yeah, the, the GT racy, acronym right? gets it's put out a lot. Of, the, G- yeah. the GT acronym put everywhere. Okay. But like gotcha. the, the car, the Ford GT, technically the Ford GT40 is like a specific uh, subset, uh, it's a different uh, model. Too many letters. Okay, okay, it's different. Fine, that car in the movie was cool. I'll say that. I got cover now, all right? Yeah, they were never production cars. Okay, great. That car's fucking cool, guys. Um, Yeah, and then those old Ferraris, absolutely beautiful. Like, in those movies, when they're, when they're doing the shots on the racetrack, I think the cars in this looked cool. Even those test cars, like, all the space-age-looking stuff, um, it looked really great. I think the sound in this movie, even coming out of, our, like, our crappy, like, old TV... It, it like you can hear like the, the purr of the engine and mm-hmm. it just it's loud as fuck. And it sounds for the first time. I'm like, I get why people like that sound. We um we had our surround going and the first thing before it shows you the 54 Le Mans footage, they have the car like while the titles are still going of the companies, they have car noises in the background, like zooming around in the surround sound behind you. Oh, nice. It was pretty cool. So was our, that, that was rolls. our first comment, actually, was the sound was really good. I Didn't they win the Oscar for uh, sound? Yeah, they like won. That. Sound editing. Yeah, best sound editing. Or I think they got nominated, at least. There's a scene where they go into, they go to Italy to where Ford is trying to buy out Ferrari. And I think there's a kind of a good encapsulation of the situation here. And I was afraid they were going to try to ignore this, where Ferrari is just described as this awesome artisan company that's small they don't really give a fuck about like making production cars and making a ton of shit they have one guy making the engine it's just like this great like handcrafted thing and then it's he he basically tells the ford employee to go fuck himself and (laughs) a bunch of a string of insults but like i'm glad they kind of went there in the movie kind of being like okay this is a big company trying to just absolutely demolish a smaller cooler artisan company here like don't lose like vision of what's actually happening but we're just going to show the mm-hmm. guys that made it happen you know it's not I, and then it's interesting because that truly did happen they used an american company that would rile up european auto manufacturers to increase the bid price to buy out ferrari because they were in a bad spot yeah um, 
and are now like, essentially owned by Fiat Chrysler, which is cool. But the ads are cool, man. Yeah, um, it's all it all funnels into capitalism. It just didn't funnel into American capitalism. It stayed European. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, to speak about a little bit about the capitalist aspect, too, like this is kind of like Speed Racer. You know, you've got like the great racer mm -hmm. who's in it for the love of the game. And you've got this company that has this ulterior motive. He's like, no, racing's not about the sport. It's not about the perfect lap. It's about selling shit. It's about making money. It's about stocks. And you have the same kind of back and forth. Even Carroll Shelby, a businessman, is kind of caught in between Ken Miles and Henry Ford in this. And I, I don't know like how true all of that is in real life, but I really like the interplay of those three factors, pushing and pulling. And that was my favorite part of Speed Racer. So he, um, I don't know that this is really a segue, but yeah, uh, I did the conversion for well, you, you ha if you're sitting in Ken Miles shoe shoes, okay. which is one we've completely glanced over, is a great name for a race car driver. <laughs> fucking great. Speed Ken Miles, Ken Miles. Yeah. you know, Ken it's Miles. it's essentially and that was is... that was his fucking name in real life. That's <laughs> um, he was getting paid. Uh, I really like. Oh, yes. You know, he lost his job at the garage. He was a race car driver. He's 45. Uh, kind of the same story that we've seen in a lot of other of these movies where he's getting out of the age where maybe this is what he should be doing. He's trying to provide for his family. And he goes and he races at night or drives a test car with Shelby. And the next day is completely zonked out, probably just thinking about the car and the job, eating that bag of chips. Great product <laughs> placement. <laughs> and his wife... Uh, you know, it goes into the the scene where she starts driving erratically. And she's like, why aren't you telling me what's happening? What the fuck? And you can tell she's at wit's end because he doesn't have a job. She's working a lot, trying to take care of the kid. He ends up saying, I have this job. It's $200 a day. And uh, it completely changes the tone. It's like, yeah. are you fucking nuts? Yes, take the job. Um, yeah. That would be $2,000 a day in 2023 money. <laughs> holy fuck and uh you know so i like i was thinking about that like he's taking this money he finally has a job that he can support for his family and yeah. he obviously in the end at the race wants to win but like i think at the same time even though they didn't show it this is the one opportunity that maybe he was like okay if i stop and i finish the same time as these three dudes my family can just be taken care yeah, of i i can just fucking retire <laughs> after one year of work yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, honestly, I'll take $200 a day in today's money. Yeah. <laughs> that's not bad. Honestly. That's fine, dude. Yeah. yeah, dude. So that's, I, Jace, I actually did, I paused the movie and did the same <laughs> inflation calculator because I was like, okay, I got to find this shit out. Um, coming off of Christine, too, where, where we were like, oh, yeah, the, this car is like $400. Uh -huh. And like, why? Like, yeah. So um, Ken Miles is, is kind of seen as kind of the working class underdog in this movie. Um, he has kind of the Birmingham accent where from auto manufacturing and shit. You also have John Bernthal, I think, did a great... You know, I he really a liked him. He was, I think, yeah. a great... Not that the other executives weren't good actors, but he outacted the rest of the executives by far. He is phenomenal. I don't know. I think he's destined for an, for an Oscar at some point. I, if he finds the right role, he always fucking kills it. Amazing. Even Henry Ford, the, I mean, not even, he, Henry Ford II, that actor was phenomenal as well. I think he was pretty commanding, even though he's a dick. The great iconic scene, like, that was in the trailers, where they're in that test car. And, you know, Matt Damon is, like, freaking him the fuck out, like, doing all these, like, turns. And, like, I'm, like, turning with the, the car in that scene. And yeah. then Ford has that breakdown in the car. I thought that was seriously great. 
where he's like invoking his dad and everything. It was just, yeah, it was awesome. So we, so we hit a couple of my notes, but before we get into like the meat of it, I want to talk a little bit about how I experienced this movie. And I mean, like from on pneumonia bits awake for three days. I turned on Ford and Ferrari. <laughs> I was in a race car. No, I mean, I watched this track. 24 hours ago. I'm, I'm, I was fine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like what I was focusing on when I was watching it and what I was immediately surprised by was like the character that this was shot with. And I mean that like literally how it was portrayed, um, like how it came across onto the screen. And there was this effortless, well, really most parts effortless way of like retrofying what we were looking at because it's a digital movie. Yeah. Uh, but it looked old school. Like they didn't have to, they didn't have to dress up in like old timey clothes to let me know this was like in the sixties. Mm-hmm. And there was one, so the scene where they have their first race that we see together, and they're like arguing with each other and everything about getting disqualified because their trunk on the car is not big enough. And uh, that scene, I had to pause a couple times because I could not figure out what was bothering me. And I have a couple points i'd like to make outside of my review section that i normally i've i've eschewed ryan's technical corner for about six seasons now but (laughs) that's what this is kind of where i'm going is that this movie was shot on a digital camera on a large format but it was shot with anamorphic lenses now made yeah so what i immediately thought was like oh wow this is is this on film and then i was like no it can't be filmed that's that would be insane it's got to be digital and i was like okay it's anamorphic though, which looked really weird because some shots were anamorphic and some shots are not. And when you have a, a like a large format shot that's anamorphic, you can if you know what to look for, you can tell. There's vignetting in the corners, so the corners are darker. The bottom of the frame is blurred. The sides of the frame can be things can be shaped funny if you're like if it's not a great, great lens. And the bokeh, which are things that are lights that are out of focus, will be ovals. And so it's very obvious anamorphic in most scenes and then there's some scenes where i was so confused it it took me out of the movie actually and i think this is an interesting like hollywoodization and an interesting like look under the hood at how movies are actually made and edited nowadays well not only nowadays because they used to do this back in the day too but some shots would be cropped and normally you don't need to do that on when it's shot in anamorphic because it's already cropped for you the weird part it was there would only be vignette in like one corner and it would be huge. There would be a huge vignette and like white, like maybe like an eighth of the screen down on the bottom would be like like blacked mm-hmm. out. And I was, I was like, what? Because like, it's moving with the camera. So it's not like someone's shadow or something. And it was really hard to like, why are there not vignettes in the other corners? Wait, I, I think I'm not understanding what you mean by vignette. Because I know vignette as a small scene. What, what do you mean by vignette? When the corners of the frame are dark because it's okay. a circular lens. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. Put onto a rectangle. So if you draw a circle on a rectangle and it touches the sides, the corners aren't hit as much by as much light. So there's darkness in the corners. Sometimes it would be only one corner and it would be huge. And I I couldn't figure out like why why it would be that way. Why would they, they would even keep that take if there was something wrong. But I think what they were doing was they were cropping digitally. And what tipped me off was in the same shot, it would disappear and then it would reappear on the left. Mm. So you would have this big blackout mark on the right, and then it would be then it would disappear, and it would be big blackout mark on the left. 
And what that told me was that they were digitally moving the the section of the frame that was being displayed from a larger selection. They were displaying in one corner, and then as they wanted to keep the action and focus, like in the center of the screen, they actually missed the camera, the blocking a little bit because it was a big scene where Kitchen Bell's doing this. And the blocking right. and the camera movement wasn't quite right, so they digitally cropped it and moved the crop around as they were playing. So it. they're like, like Ken Burnsing the scene, right? Like, with yeah. Like a, 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 okay, I see. I see what you mean. Okay. And that was really distracting. And we're gonna cut like five minutes out of this rant. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. But like, I wonder who had the final call on the edit. I wonder. Like, this is truly a question I don't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the cinematographer had the call on the crop and pan. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it, it did get nominated for best film editing. Um, and I, I think when I saw, I don't even know if I noticed stuff like that, but I would just kind of like ascribe it probably to like the style. I was like, oh, it's just the style. They want to make it look kind of different. I don't know. So yeah, and, I thought yeah. it was digitally added in that scene because it was so yeah. pronounced. Right. Mm. right. Um, and that's what tipped me off to make me have to Google it. So I thought uh, that was that scene was actually done poorly. Um, well, uh, Fidon, Papa Michael... If you want to come on the show and explain yourself, I think he just didn't welcome. have the edit. That, that's my guess He's, is he didn't have the edit. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's interesting though, Ryan. I, I didn't I didn't notice that shit. Uh, maybe someone someone out there, if you're a cinematographer, maybe you can speak to this. And if you know Fidan, you're welcome on the show, dog. Explain yourself. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of interesting choices in here. I think the color also looked really dynamic in here. The race scenes too fucking poppin that daytona 24 hours thing that the halfway rate i feel like all these movies have like a halfway race and in this movie the the 24 hours daytona where matt damon bets the farm on ken miles to stay in the Mm -hmm. race i think that shit was was awesome (laughs) i was like so invested in that daytona race where he says go like hell like push 7,000." i just i really like that so interesting that we're being given so many different genres of racing if you asked me before the season like what car racing was i'm like and, um, NASCAR and Indy 500, yeah. and I think that's <laughs> right. it. And this is like, uh, you race for 24 hours with one vehicle, and if that vehicle <laughs> breaks down, you're done. It explodes. <laughs> like, yeah. Your car literally explodes. Like, that's fucking cool. And, like, Amber and I were kind of asking this kind of as the movie was going on. We, I had to Google it because I was like, surely the driver isn't driving for 24 straight hours like i've done like eight or nine 10 hour stretches and that's like and he's like your vision gets blurry you're losing your mind on the track and i'm like is, is this but i i learned they switch out like every eight hours um, yeah which seems eight hours is a long time to be racing at like 200 miles time. an hour yeah uh yeah. <laughs> considering the fact that i think his best time on the lap at le mans was like three minutes 30 seconds <laughs> so like you've been up for eight hours You've done, Homie. I, I Googled, yeah. it's the most laps ever done at Le Mans was okay. 396. Holy fuck. It's like, what, I mean, eight miles or something? <laughs> yeah, it's an eight mile, it's an eight mile lap. So just imagine doing that for eight hours, you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're straining your body. You're like, oh, here comes the turn. Oh, oh barely made that one. Oh, and things are exploding. I can't imagine doing anything 300 times a day much less go around a racetrack and almost die. Uh, incredible. And I think you feel that in this movie. You even feel the RPMs because they have these beautiful shots of like the the thing redlining was like, and you know, and you're kind of like waiting for the engine to shoot out and it doesn't happen. I don't know. I, I'm not invested in like engine shit like this, 
Um, but I think this movie makes you feel it. They kind of give you a little bit of technical shit going on here. Mm-hmm. You feel for Ken when he helps design yeah. this car and then mm-hmm. Leo, Leo BB, it's like, we're not sending him to drive. Right. And Ken's like, okay, well, we didn't finish the car. Really, He's telling Shelby, he's like, these are the problems. And my favorite part was, and come morning when the sunlight hits it, the gearbox is going to be hot and it's going to break. And then kind of classic to all these racing videos, you get a radio on that's describing the race. And it's like, their gearbox exploded. <laughs> it was very Speed Racer. Yeah. yeah that so I, that I scene too, right? Yeah. Because I liked the... Actually, what's funny is this movie gives me a better appreciation for Speed Racer. Uh, <laughs> the Going back and seeing that Speed Racer actually is like, there are fiery crashes where people just fucking blow up. Uh, there are these like eight mile long tracks. There are these boxes of announcers uh, like describing everything in multiple different languages. Mm-hmm. I really liked all that stuff. I also really liked the interplay between Christian Bale and Matt Damon's character. Just you can see the friendship. You see the connection in this movie. Even in that scene Jace was describing when they were talking on the radio and Christian Bale and his wife, or, um, was it Molly? Mo- Molly? 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 Molly yeah, Molly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, where, where they just kind of just like dance together and just drink a beer by the radio and you can just like, it's like a loving, nice marriage. There's scenes. Um, she was she was the only female speaking character in this entire yeah. movie. Let's make <laughs> it doesn't that pass clear. the test. Yeah, yeah. But she was so good, and their yeah. relationship was so believable. Jace already mentioned the conversation in the car, but like from a writing and acting perspective, that was a mm-hmm. phenomenal scene mm-hmm. because the they showed that it she wasn't in a lesser movie. She would be like, "You're racing. That's dangerous. Yeah, you gotta stop, Bobby. Yeah, you can't do it in anymore." In this movie, it was. You're lying to me. Yeah. And I that's you need to stop doing that. And uh that was a really interesting dynamic because it, the therefore the behavior that they're modeling for the audience is not go racing or don't go racing. It's communicate with your spouse. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I appreciated that too. Yeah. And even to also mention like Ken's and Carol's like relationship just as friends, like where they're they that, that really great fight scene where they're fighting like eight year olds and then just like hitting each other with Wonder Bread, you know, down to, you know, Carol Shelby, like risking everything to kind of make sure Ken can be in the race. You know, I think those are important factors kind of building up to the emotional weight of what happens at the end to Ken's character, um, which we can get get to in a bit. Um, but you know, you get to the you get to the race basically, the twenty four hours of Le Mans, uh, which I think is another great fucking race scene. <laughs> Tons of shit goes wrong. I think like you have the, all the the Ford drivers trying to fuck each other over, and the the Ferrari drivers just like I think that's just a great sequence building up to I think one of the greatest injustices I think I've ever seen Man. on the screen. Yeah, intolerable. That doesn't even actually I think to me make sense. Can I can I sound this yeah. off to you guys? Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Le Mans is not a per lap. It's not like race 400 laps and finish. Okay. It's a race for time, which means, and as we were shown, that sometimes people get two laps ahead of you and then you come in and they have to, they have to come in for a pit stop and then you pass them two times. It seems like with the way that they were trying to portray our lead Ken Miles is racing, he would have ended ended up finishing at the same time as the other Ford cars, but it felt like he should have been like eight laps ahead of them. Right. It it kind of like, it it was weird to me that he was so close to Ferrari that he beat Ferrari when Ferrari's car exploded, but that in the coming, in the ensuing hours, 
he like lost so much time to the other four drivers or they were right next to him that he only had to i think they said like wait like three three minutes like one yeah. lap's worth of time so um yeah i don't know how far behind the rest of the ford guys were and i i felt the same way jace where i was like how much did he have to pull back it adds to the effect of confusion though because mm. i i totally agree and i had the same thought knowing that the end result also is that the characters themselves are confused mm-hmm. about how the, the race is scored yeah. and how the finishing things made me feel a lot better because like oh there's some things weird about the rules of this race and waiting actually was bad bad idea and all this kind of stuff so that's i i I do totally understand but i think that i don't know if it was an oversight or not i it's kind of up in the air but i don't think so i don't did you guys know if that photo finish was real yes i did look it up that that did actually happen and and for folks at home like what happened was basically ken miles you know the christian bale's character in this movie he was so far ahead of the other teams in this movie, including his own Ford teams, which have their own cars. And the Ford executives are basically like, hey, here's an idea. Have them all finish the, go across the finish line at the same time. So it's a three-way tie for just Ford. And it's going to be a great company moment. And we won't have Ken Miles just kind of blowing everyone else, you know, across the field. And, you know, it can make the company look good. Ken Miles does this. You know, it's a lot, it's very painful for him as a racer to purposely slow down. He goes and crosses the finish finish line, but on a technicality, one of his own team members ends up winning because he started a little bit farther behind uh, when the race started. So because they crossed the finish line at the same time, because his teammate crossed a little more distance, um, he basically <laughs> wins the wins the race. And it's just this scene where you're just like, what the fuck? Like totally screwed over. I guess I want the little I read on Wikipedia was that. Um, initially the uh, the racing company, I guess, agreed to the three-way tie. They're like, okay, great. You guys can do this. You guys will, all three of you will be to a tie. And at the last second, I think they changed their mind. And then they were like, oh, McLaren technically wins because he started a little behind. Um, but I think basically it just seems like everyone was confused. I think it was a dumb idea mm-hmm. anyways to just do a company moment. And this, again, goes back to that theme of like, capitalism versus the you know the art of racing or like you know versus like this whole speed racer aspect like do you let someone do their perfect lap and be great on their own or do you have this company moment and it kind of comes up to like what matt damon said he's like they sell cars they sold cars that's what they did at the end and you don't see henry ford again after that scene he's just grabs that trophy he doesn't give a fuck about you know ken miles and and i think you have a super bitter taste in your mouth at, at this point man this movie, mm-hmm. there was this movie was an emotional roller coaster. Uh, I, let we should be moving on to our yeah meters. Uh, do we want to? I think it's a good well, to not. Should we mention like the the end? I was, I was, I was saying, should we not, not mention the very end? Ken Miles, like like many other people who do really cool things, like if you want to watch the movie The Alpinist, Ken Miles. Like uh, okay, <laughs> seen that. Also, movie? Uh, that? cliffhanger is pretty good. Cliffhanger, uh, Sylvester Stallone, nice, yeah. Um, okay, um, this I'll do this in thirty seconds. The Alchemist okay. is a movie about this guy no. who three <laughs> solos on ice. Cli- he does okay. he does mountains without gear. Okay, he ice okay. climbs. Super oh, cool. cool. You watch yeah. this whole movie. He's doing all these crazy climbs. He ends up dying in Alaska with a buddy when oh. he was doing a geared climb. Oh. So he like he's like he's wow. the most. So Jesus. Ken Miles reminds me of the very sad. Same thing yes. here with Ken Miles in the he way he died movie ice ends. climbing in Alaska. He, he does <laughs> <laughs> essentially like he he is in the super cool races where there are obviously stakes, 
and then uh, we he dies because his brakes overheat in this car that he's testing, this new car, and his car explodes when it crashes. And you're like, wow, fuck, that sucks. Yeah. And this is coming right after where they're like, we'll get him next year. And you're like, oh, please have some justice. I thought, I thought it was going to be like, yeah, yeah. him him a flash forward to him being like an accomplished racer i didn't i didn't know the story of ken yeah, miles specifically either i didn't know it was the person yeah, yeah that that tore me up and especially that scene with matt damon at the end where he oh, can't God. even bring himself to even talk to maul in this in this movie like he's just like sometimes words fail and it's just you feel kind of robbed of an emotional closure moment i don't know if this actually happened but that just made me really fucking sad mm-hmm. uh just when someone dies oftentimes people will just close off and rob themselves of love and connection amongst like people who know the person and it just that was just an extra sad moment for me and he's seeing him peel out into the credits into the sunset it was very car i think it was effective for the movie but i just <laughs> I, it made me sadder i just i don't know yeah, I, yeah. well i don't think this movie was trying not to make you sad it was yeah. like his only friend yeah, it's I we were really portrayed as he has companions that are a part of his business, a part of Shelby. But yeah, just uh, like me. Well, yeah, <laughs> we're a business. I've got I've got some people who are part of my business. But then do we want to get into? Yeah, Brian, you were trying. You're you're trying to move us on. We should we should move along. You're right. Car meters, accelerometers. How car was this movie? Let's bang through these. Okay. Back in episode one, I said I didn't want to see a movie that was more car than Tokyo Drift. All right, I was wrong. All right, this is this is more car than Tokyo Drift. Okay, this is about the conception of a car. This is a two and a half hour car making movie, We're making sweet car love and creating this work of art. Okay, there's people waxing poetic about cars. You got tons of great garage scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Tons of great racing scenes. You you made me a guy who does not really like cars, especially not loud cars. Think those are cool. All right, that's an almost impossible task, okay? You have done something truly magical that I think touches on the power of movies, okay? You made me think racing cars is cool. You made me want to race cars. Like, I think that I, I, I saw this movie and I was like, I feel like I could do that, which is completely wrong. Um, yeah, this movie is very car. I, I, it's called Ford versus Ferrari. It's about car companies. <laughs> Um, it's about a race car driver and a guy who makes cars and they make cars. They did every car thing better than I think every movie we've seen. And, uh, it's a 10, 10,000 RPMs. The car, the engine has exploded. 10. Oh yeah. Hey, take it easy. Or hey, I should have listened. Go full bore or go like hell. Go like hell. That's yeah. I, I, that's what this movie did. It did. Yeah. Can I retroactively apply a minus one? You know, the rest of my score. <laughs> um I, I guess i'm right there with you i feel like each movie that i felt has done car at a level of 10 has done it in a different way um, their tens are getting higher maybe yeah is, is there <laughs> yeah in a way for sure yeah um there is not much i really enjoyed the engineering aspect of the development of a car in this in the way they did it and like if it was always sunny in philadelphia at one point ken miles was like there's drag on the front of the car and the scientist was like the accelerometers would pick it up. And they were like, yeah, shut up, science. And they took the sensors <laughs> out of the car and used a bunch of tape and yarn. And that was like the essence of, I feel like the essence of the movie was kind of two dudes who have the money of a big supporter who are trying to like live their dream. And that's just so fucking, that's car. That's yeah. car right there. <laughs> it's car as fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, 10,000 10, RPMs. <laughs> 
Yeah. And here um, comes Ryan with a two. <laughs> Ka-chow. Uh, I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10. Oh, shit. Also, I I want to retroactively pitch the ka-chow meter. Oh, uh, shit, yeah. We should have done that. How many ka-chows is it? Yeah, just say ka-chow how many times. Ka-chow. Um, ka-chow. Ka-chow. <laughs> okay, oh, three. No, I'm not actually going to. No, I'm not actually going to do it all that time. Um, yeah, no, this was I, perfect car movie. Awesome. Great. Yeah. I'm glad you agree, right? I was I was I wasn't sure which way. I was like, he could go our way, but he could I could also maybe say he doesn't. There I was a, there was guys... an entire emotional plot point about a, a wrench. Yeah. <laughs> like a specific the wrench, made wrench. Me cry. The first wrench made me laugh. This last wrench made me cry. It, there was there was a, there was a laugh to like a oh wow, that's pretty cool. Like a, like a proud yeah. moment and then it was oof, waterworks. This uh, this movie's this is car propaganda. This is like peak carpaganda, and I think they really made something here. All right, I want to see a sequel. Hmm. You you want to see them win the next three years? Yeah, the the twenty sixty six uh, Le Mans. <laughs> Fucking go see it. Uh, yeah, movie meters. What do we think about this thing? About this movie, separate from how car it was. Okay, now I I don't know. Things these meters are blending for me now because now like some things that are like really car, I'm starting to kind of like think it's a good movie. So I'm gonna try to keep this shit separate, okay? Um, but I was, I fucking, I really liked this movie. I mean, you, you've probably heard just from all the positive comments I've been giving it. It's hard to make a two and a half hour movie feel like it's exciting and paced well. And I think they pulled it off for me. Like, I didn't think there was any dead scenes here. I was kind of really into this shit. All the racing scenes, again, super dynamic. Like, when you see a race, you don't want to be bored. There's so many car chase scenes in movies where I'm just, I'm just fucking tuned out. But every time I see wheels spinning and shit revving in this movie, I'm so in. Um, I think all of the the actors just delivered really, really great performances here. Even Matt Damon's silly accent, I still liked him in this movie. Um, the script was super tight. I think there was a lot of great kind of like laconic phrases. People were just kind of doing all these one-liners. Shit was like funny and interesting. Um, I think this is as good as this movie could probably be. Like there's, there's a couple of like here and there things I didn't really like. There was that one scene where Matt Damon's kind of like fucking with the Ferrari team. I was like, I don't know. I kind of, it's kind of sucks, dude. Don't fucking, don't, don't fuck with the other team. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that actually happened. happened or not. It actually happened. I mean, well, I don't know about that nut, but sabotage happened. Carol, don't, don't cheat dog. You made a sweet ass car. You didn't have to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this this movie really works on a lot of levels. It's firing on all cylinders here. I'm going to give it a nine. I think it really made it here. I think it was deserving of the Best Picture nom and all those other nominations it got. I, I think it, it did a really good job. Hmm. It's hard to review a movie the week after you give Speed Racer a 10. I think there's um, a lot of parallels. <laughs> I think... I'm going to open with this movie. I think I'm also going to give it a nine. Um, I do have to say that I think that this was the most visually stunning film we've seen in this season, oh, if, yeah. if not for a long time. Uh, it was so visually striking that I spent a lot of time, compared to how much I've looked up of any other movie, researching what they did. And I think it was cool that they attempted to use, they wanted to use a specific camera, but then they wanted to use this specific lens to get the effect that they wanted, but it wouldn't work on the camera. So they got some dude to make a prototype to make it work. And that, that was pretty sick. Christian Bale was just like slamming out word phrases <laughs> like pig in a poke, which means pig, which, in a pig in a poke, which means a pig in a bag, which is an idiom from 1955. <laughs> 
and the original idiom was, I will never buy the pig in the poke. There may be a fully pig in a fire cloak. Or something along the lines of that. And I think it, it means it means pig in a bag, and it means yeah. you don't know what's in the bag. You, you can't see what's in the bag. You don't know what you're getting. And I, I think, like, nine, if I didn't have subtitles on, I'd be like... <laughs> yes. Yeah, it would be like when Ryan's talking in that accent. <laughs> That was a real accent he did. Um, I, li- I liked it. I loved it. Sweet. I'm glad you got. You also gave it. You gave it a nine. Yeah. Uh, Jace, I will say I liked Speed Racer more. I think Speed Racer is my favorite still. Um, ka-chow. I'm gonna give this movie a ten. <laughs> I, I. Whoa. Yeah. I was on the fence between a nine and a ten, and I go. And over the last 24 hours, I've gone back and forth a couple times. Um, it's I. I'm knowing that you guys gave it nines makes me feel much more inclined to give it a 10 just because like if you guys were coming out with sixes and sevens you know yeah it'd be embarrassing um (laughs) this it was just great there was a lot of yeah i think it's not for me i'm trying to get away from the idea that like a 10 out of 10 movie is perfect there are some things i didn't like i don't know how they would have done them differently um like i said the the opening I didn't really like the CGI. I would prefer that they stick, stuck to practical, but I don't know how you would do that uh, with real Ferraris crashing. <laughs> Priceless 60s Literally just like, there was only three made and they all blew up when that's actually happened in real life. <laughs> um, we found the last one and blew it up for the scene. The I really liked the fight scene. Um, there was moments of this movie that we rewatched because we, I like them so much, and Ju- or and Julie requested to rewatch a couple. Um, I really like Tom Holland as the kid, as um Christian what? Bale's kid. That was great. The, oh, gee, uh, Mr. Bale. The, my favorite, my favorite scene in the movie was the sunset scene where he takes his kid out onto the on the track. That was just shot, mm. probably one of the most gorgeous scenes I've seen in any movie ever. And uh, I would like to acknowledge that i don't think i've given a 10 in like six or seven seasons so interstellar uh we can do it hot damn we can do it in the car season of all seasons i was not expecting a 10 to show up anywhere in the season and i also think this is the first time where we are peaking both of our meters normally if one meter is high we are dumping the other one down (laughs) or or it's always inverse yeah the curve true yeah yeah, and this is the first meter where it's like peaked car and peaked movie. And I think this is something really special where you have something that's like, it's kind of in a genre. This thing does car movies better than anything else. Um, I think that rules. Well, folks. I like the llama bite. That was pretty well, funny. Yeah, the, the llama bite. I'm just trying to think of like a dog movie that was a 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 on the dog meter. That would also be a 10 out of 10 on the... On the no, that was the whole problem with the season. The concept yeah. was... Failed from the but start. Episode one of this season, if you had told me a 10 out of 10 car movie would also be a 10 out of 10 movie, I'd be like, you're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> there is no scenario what I would agree with that. So I'm just, I'm happy that how this turned out. Um, folks at home, if you like this movie, if you hate this movie, let us know. Jace found a guy who hates this movie online. Uh, <laughs> that I did. Said, <laughs> and somehow, somehow in the same breath, mentioned the one movie that you would never imagine this would be compared to he invoked the art of racing in the rain in he, he invoked a superior that movie. comparison that doesn't even make it yeah that that made no sense of whatsoever two different movies first of all anyways 
That movie's also made up. You could Julie, insert uh, things. I, I, I said I called you Julie because I was Julie. like annoyed with the stuff. <laughs> we can move on from the movie's our bad. The okay, fine. All right, we're moving on, folks. Let us know what you think. Let if you watch this in the future, feel free to let us know. And um, you know, stay tuned. And Jace, you got the next pick. Ka-chow. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Cool. It's, We're it's, watching it's cars, cars, right? We're I was watching gonna cars. let you say cars. 1979's cars. Kachow. Okay. <laughs> 1979's Kachow, starring <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Yeah, cars, you guys know this. You guys know the movie, all right? And um I don't think the description says anything else besides cars. So Yeah. Cars, I'm excited cars, to see cars, how cars cars, cars cars is. Because like, do we need to make an alternate movie called just car? It's just footage of cars. <laughs> I don't I don't know. And I, I haven't seen it in years. This is our most requested movie, I think, this season. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been asking if we've seen cars. Or or at least there's been indignation that we have not seen cars after eight movies. And they're like, Is there other car movies? And I'm like, Yeah, you fucking ingrate. Yeah, there's there's other car movies. But now we're gonna watch the stupid Pixar movie that you wanted to see. Life is a highway, folks. And we're gonna ride it all night long. That sounds way different than the song. Up? Did you make that up? <laughs>